Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 2023, and the Memphis Grizzlies are on a second leg of a back-to-back tonight in Sacramento against the rising Sacramento Kings. Very exciting game tonight. Excited to get to the plays. We have a full injury report out, getting this pot out early because it is a late tip. So a lot of great information to cover today for that Kings game. But before any of that, we do have to touch on that loss last night to the Phoenix Suns. Ended up being a somewhat respectable game and something to take positives out of considering what the score could have been. But still, nonetheless, Grizzlies dropped two in a row after an 11-game win streak. 2-0 on this current road trip. So a chance tonight to make it right. Game finished 112-110. As I said, crazy late comeback by the Grizzlies. Grizzlies were down as much as 29 points in this game. So we'll get to that. Ended up going 5-2 on our bet. So a good betting night. But unfortunately for the Grizzlies, tough spot there. So we'll get to all that. As always, before we start, we are using DraftKings for all the odds for this podcast. And I take no financial responsibility for any bets that are placed based on this podcast. So with all that out of the way, we'll get right into this game last night against the Suns. Again, the Suns ended up winning the game 112-110. to Suns covered the plus-9 spread, which I was on the right side of, but the over 233 did not hit. Game went under the total. And the fact that he even got this close to the total was an absolute miracle considering what this game was like at the start. Grizzlies were absolutely horrible to start this game. Suns went up to an early lead. Grizzlies only scored... 37 points in the whole first half. Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble for most of the night. John Morant kind of turned it up towards the end, but a bad start by basically anyone not named Desmond Bain in the starting lineup in the actual rotation to start this game. And then second half, we saw a comeback by the Grizzlies. So under the circumstances, and I've spoke about this, I tweeted about this as well, the fact that the Grizzlies could have easily lied down, most coaches would have pulled all their guys, especially if it was the Warriors or the Celtics or anyone like that would have pulled their guys Waved the white flag, said we're done. The Grizzlies did fight back, scored 35 points in the third quarter, 38 points in the fourth quarter, almost forced overtime. A great show of grit, show of determination, something that the Grizzlies have always been about. So, nonetheless, it could have been a lot worse than it was. Unfortunate to lose a game, especially with the Suns, two of their three best players not even playing. But I'll take the positives from it. I think the Grizzlies showed a lot of determination, especially after a tough game on Friday night against the Lakers for them to be able to you know rally together and make a comeback. So it ended up being not as disappointing, but still would have liked to see the Grizzlies come out with a win in this game. As far as our bets, as I said, Suns plus nine hit over 233 did not. My play of the game was John Morant over 26 and a half points. He finished with 27. Again, went off kind of late in the game to spark the comeback, hit two free throws at the end to catch that over 26 and a half. Chris Paul over seven and a half assist hit as well. Chris Paul finished with 11 assists, I believe. Yes, 11 assists, 22 points for Chris Paul in his game back. Played 38 minutes. I said that was kind of the only thing that was kind of you know making me nervous about this over 7.5 assists because I think it was good value considering what he's averaging and what he's done his whole career pretty much. I don't think you'll ever get Chris Paul under. You know, Chris Paul over 7.5 assists again. You're going to see 9.5, 10 pretty much every night that he's healthy the rest of the season. So we were sharp there. Got a good spot on that. Steven Adams over 11.5 rebounds also hit. Steve-O finished with 16 rebounds. Played 33 minutes, which again, credit to Taylor Jenkins for playing these guys. The amount of minutes that he did. Every starter played over 30 minutes except for Jaron, who as I said was in foul trouble. Wasn't good in this game, but also Zaire Williams was playing very well. Hit like a 79-80 foot shot that kind of sparked his comeback going into the fourth quarter. So this is one of the best games I saw Zaire play as a Grizzly and really starting to come into his own, played the most amount of minutes as anyone off the bench. So very 
Another positive from this game is the performance of Zaire, Zaire Williams in this game. We also hit Jaron over two and a half blocks. He's just been on, been on an absolute tear in terms of blocks. Had three in this game, averaging 3.38 games. Again, DPOY, no question about it. And then we did miss Grizzlies team total over 121 and a half, which under the circumstances, the fact that, I mean, they were only, what, 11 points off, 12 points off, scored 37 points in the first half. So if the Grizzlies had any kind of competence to start this game for lack of a better word they would have easily cast all these plays over would have never been in doubt considering it was as close as it was and then also grizzlies team total over 121 and a half but that's how the game goes that's nba basketball when you have you know 82 games in a regular season you're going to get caught but the grizzlies did have some positives in this game so looking into tonight now we have the grizzlies in sacramento against the sacramento kings but the grizzlies are favored in this game currently at minus one and a half over under is set at a high 246 and a half which honestly is one of the highest i've seen to date this is probably the highest grizzlies and i can look back this has to be the highest grizzlies total we've had all season even that lakers total was 244 and that was high and now we're at 246 and a half so crazy over under in this game and then the spread is basically just off a of pick em. grizzlies money line is set at minus 120 so exciting again looking at the injury report for this game this is just all hands on deck by both teams the only player that's listed as at all on the injury report according to DraftKings, is danny green who hasn't played all year and then the sacramento kings have absolutely no one listed on the injury report so it looks like we're going to get a full effort from both these teams in terms of these teams matching up in the past, obviously we've seen the matchup already this season three times. Grizzlies won two of the three games. Sacramento won in Memphis on the 22nd of November. We saw these two teams play on New Year's Day. Grizzlies minus four hit. Grizzlies won the game in Memphis 118-108. And then we saw in Sacramento back on the 27th of October, one of the first games of the season, Memphis won 125-110 in Memphis, covered the minus two. So Memphis has been favored in all three games against the Kings. Also, an interesting fact of note here before we get into the over-under, the under has hit in every game this season, but the under has gone up in every game this season. So we saw the under at 236.5 on the first time these two teams played, 237 on the second time, and then 239.5 most recently this year during this Grizzlies win streak. So again, we have almost a five-point over-under different than it has been in the past, but the Kings have been playing at a very high level, which we'll get to. Kings currently set at... 26 and 19 on the season. They are 25 and 20 against the spread so far this year. And they've been one of the surprises in the NBA, if you ask me. Just the, the fact that with the addition of Sabonis, with the removal of Tyrese Halliburton, kind of how the team would fare, you know, win now moves is what everyone was saying. Well, now they're sitting in third place in the Western Conference, ahead of the Pelicans, ahead of the Mavericks, ahead of the Clippers, all these good teams. Obviously, the Warriors. Just below the Grizzlies, current, well, not just below, they're below in the standings, but Grizzlies do have almost over a four-point game lead on the Kings. So with all that being said, we'll get into the spread. Again, we saw these two teams play already. Grizzlies 2-1 and one against the spread, but Sacramento is 24-20 and 20 against the spread, as I mentioned this season, which is best for fourth in the NBA. So, I mean, Sacramento is a team that they, any night they're going to catch you. You know, they played the... Kings are sorry, they played the 76ers to a very good game on the 21st, which was Saturday, 129-127. Before that, they rattled off a bit of a win streak, winning six games in a row heading into that game against the 76ers on Saturday. So two of the best teams in the Western Conference, two of the best stories, two dynamic point guards. I think this is going to be an absolute best game of the night, nonetheless, but I think this is going to be one of the best games of the season in terms of just excitement and quality on the court. 
Both teams played a fast pace. I'm excited to see how this game goes. A lot of points. So, with all that being said, Grizzlies minus one and a half is currently the line. Grizzlies on the road, obviously, which you see a road dog automatically, especially in a place like Sacramento, which has been a very good place to play all year for the Kings. In terms of the atmosphere of the arena, the whole light the beam thing, an exciting place to play. But with all that being said, Sacramento is only 12 and 12. Sorry, 12, 12 and 1 against the spread so far this season at home in Sacramento. But Memphis is also 8, 14 and 1 on the road against the spread. So numbers on both sides of these spreads aren't leading one way or the other. I'm going to take Memphis minus one and a half here. I think Memphis is just a better team in Sacramento. Obviously, have had their numbers so far this season winning and covering in two of the three games. Memphis, two losses in a row, just under the circumstances, under the pressure that may be starting to mount on them to get a win, especially with all the talk around them, the win streak, everything kind of just collapsing on them these last two games. I think you just want to get ahead of it and not you know start to have narratives come out, not to talk about just different things going on with the team, different things about, obviously, the trash talking and the I'm good in the West. Just comments like that just can kind of build up when losses pile on top of each other. So I like the Grizzlies minus one and a half here to win the game and cover the spread. So over-under, again, as I said, one of the highest over-unders I've seen to date in any game in the NBA, let alone for a Grizzlies game, over 246 and a half. The over-under record so far at the Golden One Center in Sacramento is 16-8-1 in favor of the over, and it's averaging 243.1 points per game. Again, these are two of the highest scoring teams in the NBA Grizzlies currently 117.4 points per game, which is fifth best in the league. And then Kings are averaging 120 points per game, which is first in the NBA. Defensively, Kings are not good defensively, 117.1 points per game against. Grizzlies seventh, so a good defensive team, 111.9 points per game. And with all this being said, the unders hit in three the three games that these teams have played so far this season, that makes me want to go over here. As crazy as that sounds, as simple as it may seem, I just think these teams are going to go back and forth. Again, both teams are tired, played tough games over the weekend. Grizzlies have played three one-possession games in a row now. So I think this is going to be a tough game back and forth. I could see the Grizzlies scoring over 130 points in this game. Sacramento easily getting to 120 in this game. So I think this is just going to be an absolute shootout. All night, Grizzlies, we saw them score 125 points in Sacramento already, the game that they played this year. So I do like the Grizzlies to score enough points to hit the over here at over 246.5. Again, when you see numbers like this, they almost seem so out there that it makes you want to take the over just because the under seems like such a simple play, if that makes sense. Going into the play of the game, I'm going to go over 123.5 points for the Grizzlies. Again, we saw the Grizzlies' offensive struggles against the Suns last night, only scoring 37 points in the first half. They still finished with 110 points in the game. They blew up in the second half. Again, this is a statement game for the Grizzlies, a marquee game. Grizzlies over 123.5 points against one of the worst defenses in the NBA. I like that. I'm going for that as my play of the game for the night. Looking at some player props now. Obviously, the player props and points is going to be something that we look at because of the amount of points we expect to be scoring this game. It only makes sense for the points to be high. We have John Morant over 28.5. Jaron Jackson Jr. is currently listed at 14.5. Bain at 21.5. De'Aaron Fox at 25.5. So those are just some of the marquee players and their over-unders. Looking at John Morant first at 28.5. Obviously, John Morant finished at 27 last night against the Suns. 
He has scored over 30 in the last two games that he played against the Sacramento Kings. Only game he didn't score over 130, or sorry, over 30 points was the first game that these two teams played in Sacramento. He had 22 points on the night. Played 32 minutes. Grizzlies won single hand, like, easily, so wouldn't read too much into that. I like John Morant over 28.5 points here. Hasn't been scoring the ball great as of recently. Hasn't scored 30 points since that game against the Sacramento, or sorry, against the San Antonio Spurs on the 11th of January. So it's been about five games since John Morant has gone over 30 points. I like John Morant to go over 28.5 points here tonight against the Kings. Again, not a great defense. Really no rim protection. DeMontis Sabonis isn't really a rim protector or anything close to that. So I like John Morant to be able to get into the line, score a lot of paint points, and the Grizzlies to dominate that facet of the game. Desmond Bain over 21.5 points I like as well. Wasn't great last night shooting the ball. Didn't hit a single three, but he's continuously finding other ways to score. I mean, he still finished with 24 points, but didn't hit a single three. So that's kind of the next phase of Desmond Bain's game. He's getting to the line a lot more. He's you know driving the ball. He drives with... It's just kind of strange because the way that he drives, he's just so bulky and kind of not awkward looking, but he doesn't look as nimble as John when he's getting into the lane. But Bain's driving at pace, finishing both hands around the rim. He's been great in all other facets of the game as well as three-point shooting up to this point. So I like Desmond Bain over 21.5 points here for that same reason, just because there's going to be a lot of points in this game. And with or without the three-pointer, he can get those. And I like him to also shoot the ball a lot better from three because with that, we are going to go over two and a half threes in this game at minus 155 odds. Again, the juice isn't great on this considering that he's not shooting a lot of volume recently. And he went 0 from 6 from 3 the other night. But again, I really am kind of putting all my eggs in the basket of Grizzlies having a much better game tonight and kind of having a bounce back game tonight against the Kings. So with that, I think that Desmond Bain will be able to hit some shots, hit some threes, go over the two and a half three mark. I'm then going to go, and this is one that I almost made my play of the game. I'm tempted to actually change it, which I actually, uh, I'm not going to do it, but I'm really considering or really did consider this as my play of the game. That is Steven Adams over 11.5 rebounds tonight. Steven Adams in the three games he's played against the Kings so far this season is averaging 16.7 rebounds per game, including last time these guys played 23 rebounds, a career high. Sabonis, again, is a good rebounder, but compared to Steven Adams, just in sheer size and uh, ability to cross the boards both offensively, offensively and defensively, I don't think it's even close. And Steven Adams recently even has been on a tear. He had 16 last night against the Phoenix Suns, had 17 against the Los Angeles Lakers the game before that. So he's averaging 16.5 just on this two-game road trip. I expect Steven Adams to continue to crash the boards, go over 11.5 rebounds, which is just at his season average right now currently. For first basket, this is one again that obviously first basket with the odds that are out there, I don't expect anything crazy. I don't expect you know people to put a crazy amount of units on it, but a fun one that we can play out there. And Desmond Bain plus 450 is one that I like a lot. Again, considering how poor he shot the ball last night from three, I like a good early look from Desmond Bain at plus 450. It's just something good to throw in there, just something a bit different that we haven't done in the past. I like that a lot at Desmond Bain plus 450. I think you have good value there. Looking at some Sacramento Kings players now, obviously you have DeMontis Sabonis has been maybe an all-star, definitely an all-star, but maybe even an all-star starter in the West right now with the injuries to Zion Williamson and Anthony Davis. You have Sabonis assist currently set at 8.5 at minus 115. Just looking at his recent games that he's played so far against the Grizzlies this season, he's only averaging 7 assists against the Grizzlies so far, but in recent games he started to pick up the assist number, had 10 against the 76ers last night in a game that, or sorry, Saturday night 
in a game that had almost 150 or over 150 or 250 points. Sorry, game before that against the Oklahoma City Thunder, he had 14 assists, and then he also had 16 assists against the Rockets. So he's gotten over this total in three of the last four games. Again, I like the amount of points that are going to be scored in this game, so I'm going to go DeMontis Sabonis over 8.5 assists. I know it's a scary high number, but this guy, if it wasn't for Jokic, would probably be the best, best passing center in the NBA, or big man in the NBA currently right now. But obviously Jokic is at a different level, but Sabonis is still a very unique player, a fun player to watch. Excited to watch him play tonight, and I like him to go over the 8.5 assist total. Furthermore, De'Aaron Fox is a player that obviously, I'm a big fan of De'Aaron Fox. Obviously, early on in his career, I didn't like the comparisons to, to John Morant because I think there's a huge difference between the two players, and it's continued to show that as their you know, careers have progressed. I think he's a very good player. I think he's a fun player, a good point guard for a franchise. I just think John Morant's on a completely other level. But with all that being said, so far this season, De'Aaron Fox is averaging 26 points per game so far against the Grizzlies. He's been good as of late, averaging 24.2 points this season so far, and also has had 30 in two of his last three games against the 76ers and against the Lakers, being the two games that he scored over 30 points. So with his over-under currently set at 25.5, I like the over in favor of De'Aaron Fox at 25.5. So I think that's a good group of different plays. Obviously, a lot of them focused on the over because of the over that I expect to have or the amount of points I expect to be scored in this game. But nonetheless, a good mixture of bets and players there tonight for this game. And then we'll, as always, look at Jaron Jackson Jr. over blocks. Just to honestly, I'm just curious to see if they've changed that. No, it's currently still sit at 2.5 at minus 145. So, again, I said it. I'm going to keep doing it until he proves me otherwise. Jaron Jackson Jr. over 2.5 blocks, minus 145, is the last play that we're going to have for this game tonight. So, as always, guys, thank you for listening. I know that if you've seen on Twitter, if you follow on Twitter, the news about Vox Media and kind of how that affects Grizzly Bear Blues, just stay tuned on the Twitter. Stay tuned on grizzlybearblues.com to kind of see what the next step are in that process. But we're going to continue to go as normal throughout the season and update you guys as we go on. So with that, again, make sure to follow the Twitter at GrizzlyBearBets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. And make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. So thank you guys, as always, for the support, for the listening. I will see you guys for the next Grizzlies game, which will be on the... Wednesday the 25th in the Bay Area against the Golden State Warriors. So I'll see you guys then. Enjoy the game tonight. Go Grizzlies.